Welcome to 321 No I'm excited to be here. It's happy Saturday morning. I uh, ended up, I'm going to tell you, I screwed up last night. And I feel really bad about it. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you how I screwed up and how I'm going to cure the feeling bad about it. So this is what happened. I had, oh my God, I started meetings yesterday at 6 in the morning. I met with my team and... It was their 7 o'clock Friday night and my 6, no, their, anyway, it was their night, my day, and my day started just really early. So I had gotten up at 3 a.m., which I think I might have told you yesterday, but anyway, so I'm doing meetings, doing meetings. I had a meeting at 2.30 planned and the other person canceled. I had a meeting at 4 p.m. planned and the other person canceled. So after being up all day, I was like, ah. Well, I screwed up. I don't normally take appointments on Friday night, but there was an appointment on my calendar and it was one of my friends that I was supposed to record for the other podcast and I missed it. And I'm like, so I want to like beat myself up and be furious about it because I'm better than that. Like I'm better than not looking at my calendar. I'm better than not showing up when I'm supposed to show up. And here's what I'm realizing out of this, because it would be really easy to be like, fuck, you know, just like, ugh. but I'm going to give myself a little grace. But more importantly, the lesson I'm getting out of this is I have a very, very little tolerance for people who don't make meetings or commitments or that are late so here I am. I wasted 20 minutes of my friend's time and her calendar gets booked just as full as mine. And I blew it. And it, it took her telling me like, hey, I was on the Zoom call waiting. So the lesson I'm going to walk away with is I need to do better with giving other people grace. If someone misses a meeting or can't stick to a commitment, I have to understand that sometimes shit happens. I mean, by three o'clock yesterday afternoon, I was like, checked out like once the meetings got canceled I think I actually fell asleep for a little while uh, I must have taken enough of a power nap on accident that I couldn't fall back asleep last night which is you know screwed up my whole rhythm but so that's the lesson don't beat myself up and I'm telling you this because I always tell you to not beat yourself up and see what we can learn from that the times that we do beat ourselves up because I have to get past this and it ugh, it just makes me, uh, it just, it frustrates me. Now, mind you, she had the grace. She's like, hey, I was on the Zoom for 20 minutes. Maybe I messed up the date. Love you. You know what I mean? Like she still ended the message with love you. And uh, that's a that's a class act right there. And, you know, she, she, she was giving me grace. So let's think about that as we go through life. Who can we give grace? What opportunities can we take from things like this, little issues and speed bumps. I mean, it's not the end of the world that we didn't get our meeting, but it's still important. And and like I said, because I'm such a bitch about being on time and all that, that I it, it just, ugh, it wasn't sitting well with me. But as you know, one of my coping mechanisms is to talk to you guys, to process things and get th- through things, which, oh my God, guys, I met... Yesterday, I swear I will get to our two readings, but 
I did an inter- I met this fellow yesterday. His name is Alex. I think I told you that we were we were scheduling time. So we did I interviewed him for you guys and he'll release next Friday and he's freaking phenomenal. And he's uh in the UK, so like I'm a sucker for those UK accents, even you know like one of the people on my team is from the UK and I love listening to his voice. I love how he says my name. It's just like I can't even try to imitate it, but so I really enjoyed the accent, but this this fella just had so much value and it was just interesting talking through his story and through some of the emotions. And then we hung up and then he interviewed me for his show because we have, you know, maybe two different audiences and maybe some of the same. And oh, by the way, if you haven't checked out The Invisible Addiction, that is his show. And I hope that you will check it out. It's, you know, gambling, recovery, podcasts don't all fall in one bucket. We're going to all have different styles. We're going to do different things. We're going to have different messages. We're going to have different interviewees. And going back to the basic philosophy that I have, that everybody recovers differently. And that's part of what's amazing. His story is is unlike any that I've ever heard as far as how he how he got to where he is with not betting today. But but that's the point. Listen, do you know, find out what works for you, what you connect with, what the style is, how the messaging is. I mean, if you were here and you've been with me or maybe this is your first time listening and you leave me and you go listen to Alex because it's a better fit and it means you get clean, then my job is done. It's not about ratings and and number of listeners and all that stuff. It's fun for me to see that because I feel like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching, but it's not what it's about. It's about helping you guys get through life. So um, I'm really excited. I feel like I almost can give myself the grace of screwing up and not having an interview for you yesterday to giving you like two weeks of amazing badassery next Friday. So I'm pretty excited. All right, what do we got? Today is January 16th, and our calendar from mom says, stop being afraid of what could go wrong and think of what could go right. And just reading that out loud, oh my gosh. So before I jumped on here, I was talking to my 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 associate there in England in the UK, and um, we were talking about this. There's this new app out there that a lot of the entrepreneurs are are trying to get into it's very exclusive and we think that the exclusivity is part of what makes everybody want to get on right like because well why are those people on and not me and it's really generating a lot of buzz I just heard about it for the first time maybe two weeks ago I was fortunate enough to get an invite I invited James from the UK and Anna my business partner and now all three of us are on there and we were having this conversation about you know, we're going to do a room about our virtual assistant business. I'm also going to do gambling rooms. Don't, don't get me wrong. That's going to be part of it. I have, I have both three, two, one and the, the VA stuff on my profile and I'll be addressing both. So we were talking about it and I said to him, I was like, I'm not afraid of not succeeding on this app. I'm actually afraid of succeeding too much that we can get so many clients that we can't keep up and maybe we're not showing up the way that we want to serve our clients. So as I read this, stop being afraid of what could go wrong and think of what could go right. 
I shouldn't even worry about us not servicing our clients because everything is fixable and we have really good bones and a really good foundation and we're open to feedback and we'll, you know, everything is fixable. I think, I think Marie Forleo says everything is figure outable. And I love that quote. So just reading that calendar just connected to me and I will think about this a little differently now after the Okay, let's see what our body, mind, and spirit book says. Here we go. January 16th. Okay. Well, it's funny. On my IGTVs, I've been doing the badass calendar and re- and doing the readings from Jen Cicero. And I really, I love taking other people's messaging and, and digesting it and applying it to my own life, which is why I do this with you guys. I think there's a lot of good points of view. It's it's also educating me, right, on different points of view that I may not have. And right now, her calendar is a lot about spirituality and God. So interestingly enough, we start off with a Bible verse today. Psalm 5110, create in me a clean heart, God, and renew a spirit within me. Recovery isn't the end of an addiction. It's the beginning of a new life. Wow, just that should be a poster. Recovery isn't the end of addiction, it's the beginning of a new life. When recovery is new to us, we may only focus on what we've given up, the social life, friends, and lifestyle we once had. We may look back through rose-colored glasses, remembering only the excitement and freedom of active addiction. Our new life can seem pretty tame, pretty boring, and we haven't yet replaced our old friends with new ones and our old lifestyle with a new one. So looking back, we see losses instead of gains. But bit by bit, we begin to recognize how much better this new life can be for us. We've lost the excitement, but gained peace and serenity. We thought we were free, but now we know we were enslaved by addiction. We thought we had a spiritual life, but now realize we were spiritually bankrupt. We thought our lifestyle was good, but now know it was destructive and deadly. But that's in the past. Once we, were a, once we were dying a day at a time, now we're learning to live a day at a time. Wow, so many good nuggets in here. Once we were dying a day at a time, now we're learning to live a day at a time. Yes, I repeated that for effect because it's a good one. Today, help me see my old life as it really was. Help me be grateful for the changes I've made. Wow, I love this. That's exactly how... My alcohol journey was this last year was going into it thinking that I was giving up something, that I was losing, you know, partying, drinking, the craziness, uh, having fun, whatever I thought was involved in drinking. And, and as you know, I gave it up more just to make sure I wasn't using it as a coping mechanism because I wasn't gambling. Like I don't want to trade off things. Or if I am going to trade them off, I'd much rather be like, I'm not gambling, I'm podcasting every day. Or I'm not gambling, I'm going to the gym every day. Whatever the things are. Everything in moderation, of course. But I think I had more of an association with that in a social life around drinking than I do a social, than I did a social life around gambling. I do miss, I do miss some of the people connected things. I'll be honest. I miss playing poker and laughing and and playing, but I'm, I've always been a games person. So I can get those needs met by board games and things like that. If I could find anyone that'll play with me. Um, 
<laughs> when you live by yourself, it's kind of hard to play some board games. Although last year for Ter- last year for Christmas, Tara got me um a Mind Hunter. I don't know, like a an interactive online kind of game, which honestly I haven't played yet, but I need to. But I haven't prioritized that self care time. So anyway, I totally digress. So from a gambling perspective, I didn't miss the social life and all that. I, I guess. I guess my ego probably misses being able to take friends out to dinner. Like I it used to take my cousin and I think I think I've done a couple other adventures where we'd go to the casino on my air quotes free points for a free dinner. I missed giving that or or go, you know, having a free room and taking people. I've done I've done that. That would be about the extent of it, but that would be my ego talking. Like, look at me. The casino loves me. Yeah, the casino loves me, all right. So recovery is not about stopping the addiction. That's what it said. I closed the book now. But it's about finding this new life. So in the context, again, of my drinking, this was one of my big ahas near the end of last year. As, especially as my one year was coming up. It was like, okay, well, at nine months, I was cognizant. That's when I was traveling. I was like, well, I'm so close to a year. I don't want to not do it. Like, that's a pride thing. Again, more ego. In that case, I think my ego was helping me protect my sobriety. And it wasn't until until back then, like August, September, when I went, holy shit, I haven't drinking in nine months. I started a new company. I got this going on. I'm able to quit my job. And that was, by the way, mindset, not money. That was why I could quit my job. I believe in myself. I believe I have the resources. I believe I'll figure out stuff. And and it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out. It's, again, that thinking like the calendar today, stop being afraid of what could go wrong and think of what could go right. And that was kind of the shift. I didn't even realize the shift was happening until I was reflecting like, oh my God, how is how does my life look different without alcohol? And that was very surreal for me. And you have the opportunity to do that with gambling or any other addiction if you have it. You may not know it in the time, like not drinking protected me at the beginning of 2020 from from drunk texting or or hiding my emotions from the breakup and all the loss and chaos. It protected me that way because otherwise I might not have processed any of that stuff. And again, let me thank you for being here as you heard me process and digest every single freaking day last year of every emotion, whether it was good, bad or whatever. I wouldn't have been able to do all that. But I didn't I didn't quit drinking and go, okay, I'm gonna have a good life without drinking and I'm gonna be able to get over things that have been bothering me for 30 years. And like I didn't have an expectation around that. It's just what happened. So in the gambling world, if you're still gambling, give that some thought. Say, okay, I might not know. And this is why this is why the faith stuff comes in and, and it just keeps showing up right in whatever context of living that best new life is we have to believe that something good will come out of living a life without gambling. Maybe you can't see what it is in this moment, but there is there is a whole new life waiting for every single person 
when they give up the shit that's keeping them stuck. It, it just is. There's people who get stuck. I was in a meeting. Okay, I'll give you an example. I was gonna I was gonna pick on one of my relatives, but I'll 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 use an example of somebody from group. So I'm in one of my business meetings on Wednesdays, and this girl says, I found out I was addicted to drama and like the negative stuff. And what she did was she did a 72-hour water fast with no technology, so she could only eat or, or only consume water. And she wasn't allowed to be on her computer or her phone. And that's what she walked away with. was like, oh, I'm addicted to this negative and this drama. And I think I shared with you in, in group Wednesday night, we were talking about that too, like being addicted to the news or the radio or, or all the things that give us this crappy stuff. Well, if you're doing that crappy stuff, if you're consuming, if you're consuming the ho-hum and the, the wrongs of the world and You'll never have a chance to experience the rights. You know, like I, I I told my friend in group, like, hey, read a book. There's a whole world out there through books and through education. And the more we learn, the more we can share. That's why I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here because I learned so many things along the way in my recovery, in technology to figure out how to do a podcast and I know I'm still not perfect and I think I'm a little sensitive to that this morning I was reading something and uh the people were in the podcasting community are like well it just has to be professional blah 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 because I'm thinking about there's a couple ads out there that allow people to donate to podcasters and I've never asked for anything money and I'm still kind of struggling with that I thought we would integrate some some affiliates that make sense to me that I know are good products to to buy and um, that maybe I'll get some money to offset some of the costs associated with the podcast. I'm still I'm still on the bubble about this. But there are some where listeners can make donations and they were talking about it and, and one of the pieces was, well, it has to be really professional. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't think I don't think that's why you're here. You're not here because I have the best audio quality. I mean, you listen to the sirens half the days. You listen to my yawns when I'm sleeping in this room. I mean, I'm just I'm just doing the best I can. And I don't think that I'd be living my best life if I spent three hours a day making sure that my 20-minute episode is picture perfect. Either you're going to be here and accept me or you're not. Just like relationships in life, right? We have a choice. I mean... You can go if you need to go. I hope you wouldn't, but so these are. This is the way my brain works. I guess my caffeine's kicking in because I'm a little all over the place. So your homework for today, my friends, is think about what could go right as you're making decisions this weekend. That's your homework. So yeah, focus on the positivity. Positivity is no gamble. That's 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 our tagline, right? All right, beautiful people, I am going, I'm very excited, I'm going to a group right now where we're going to meditate, do a little girl time that I haven't seen in, you know, since, well, in quite a while, a couple months, an online meditation with some friends, kick the weekend off that way, and I have Tara tonight, which is making me so excited, so I got to cook and go get some nice fresh bread, and yeah, that's good recovery stuff. That's living my life. Quality time with my friends and doing things that are meaningful to me. So I hope you guys have a great, fantastic, super stupendous Saturday. How's that? I hope you have that kind of day every day. All right. Love you, beautiful people. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.